coming up, praying at home and teaching our children about prayer. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights that will make home life better. My guest this week is Rabbi Menachem Nissel, the best-selling author of Rig Shelev, Women and Tefillah. And, hi, everyone. Hi there. And also he's senior lecturer at NCSY, which is the National Conference of Synagogue Youth. Rabbi Nissel is also a popular lecture on various topics to audiences all over the world. And this week, Rabbi Nissel is speaking with us about praying at home. Welcome, Rabbi Menachem Nissel, to At Home in Jerusalem. It's so nice to be here. Okay. So tell me, praying at home. First of all, this is something that women usually do more often than men traditionally. So give us first this overview. What is the link between women and prayer? So first of all, it's important to realize that the first great davener, meaning the first person who was famous for her prayers mm-hmm. was was Hannah, the biblical woman Hannah. And she was a woman and she was praying for the right to have children. Her name actually means the woman that her power is in her prayer. And she's basically the foundation block of the way we're supposed to pray. Mm-hmm. Natural prayer mm-hmm. comes from the home, comes from real life. Mm-hmm. The synagogue is more the formal prayer, more imitating the way it was in the ancient temple. Okay. But if you have a look at your Torah stories, your Bible stories, it's always people in real life going through their daily routines, turning to Hashem Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. their personal needs. Okay, so in the case of Hannah, also known as Hannah, so she came well after the matriarchs who were also known for their praying. What was her backstory that made her prayers uh, a game changer, so to speak, in the Jewish prayer? It's great that you asked that because women are, in a sense, more famous for prayer than men are because they're very much in touch with the vulnerability of the human condition. Sometimes men get sucked into their egos a little bit and women always notice that they're vulnerable. Hannah was more vulnerable than anyone because she was childless and her husband was just this useless person that didn't get it. Could not in any way feel her pain. In those days, people had co-wives, which is a discussion for another day. And her co-wife, Penina, used to tease her and taunt her, and she was vulnerable. And she knew that there was just one address for her pain, Mm -hmm. and that was God. Mm -hmm. And that became the prototype of a woman that's under pressure, Mm -hmm. suffering, that turns to Hashem in prayer. And men as well, those men that are listening, you guys, we all have it. We all have this need to turn to Hashem when we feel that moment that we're not in control. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, usually very young children at home, they might be seeing mom, she's very busy, doing a lot of tasks. And what does it do for little children if they see mommy talking to someone that they can't see, the kids at home? Like, how does she explain that she's praying? It's a beautiful question because I deeply believe that the first moment that a child learns that there's a God in this world Mm -hmm. where basically faith is imbued into her soul is when she watches her mama, for example, lighting candles. Mm -hmm. And then she says this little prayer and she's crying to someone that the child cannot see and cannot hear. And through that, the child has this awareness that there's someone out there, Mm -hmm. that Ima, that mommy, takes very, very seriously, and that person is the address for all the frustration and stresses in life. So the child actually learns about the centrality of God in her life 
by watching her mother pray. Okay, so but and then what can mommy actually say if a child doesn't understand the word centrality? <laughs> let's just assume. So what can what can the mommy actually say? I, I really don't think she has to say anything. Really, I think mm -hmm. a child is very intuitive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A child learns this on her own. Mm -hmm. What the mother should do mm -hmm. is just use Hashem's name in the home in a positive light wherever she can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hashem is helping us. Everything's going to work out because Hashem is with us. Just if she says those words and the child grows up hearing there's this being called Hashem, called mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. So the mother role models by just talking about Hashem and thanking Hashem. When the child gets a little older, she'll learn how to make her blessings, right. to say Moda'ani, thank you, first thing in the morning, and so on and so forth. Right, right. It doesn't have to be any speeches or any lectures. Oh, it's a natural feeling that the child will get by seeing it in her home. You know, I guess also if uh, when children are very young, babies, not even learning, to, when they at least witness that uh, people are saying blessings over food, right? So they may not know what's going on, but they will just see out of habit. This is what the grown-ups are doing at home. The older siblings are doing at home. They're saying these blessings over food. Right? So I don't want to respectfully disagree, okay, no, but please. it is possible that children know much more than we think they do. Mm -hmm. Little babies, they watch and they see something and they may not fully understand, mm -hmm. but they have a soul, they have an ashama, and they understand there's something that's out there. So very often the power of faith is intuitive in the child just by watching how the family benches together and talks Mm -hmm. to a sitter, to someone that's out there. Mm -hmm. Are there any special guidelines for praying at home? Can it be done in just any room with anything in the background going on? Or what's, what are some of the ideals and what are, if there's any Jewish laws about where to pray in the home? So there's laws and there's common sense. The common okay. sense is to set yourself up for success. So you have to make sure the babies are asleep. So the kids are out of the house. You take advantage, even if it may not be the perfect time halachically, you should go for when it's good for you. Uh, for some mothers, maybe nighttime, which is not the normal regular prayer that a woman does, Mariv, the evening prayer, mm. that could be the time where she has a long, good talk with her creator. Mm -hmm. So a little bit, you have to be creative with your own personal situation. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife, she goes 10 minutes early to to school, she finds herself a small room and she does her prayers then. Mm -hmm. So you got to be a little bit creative. There are guidelines. Some of them are halachic guidelines, for example. This is Jewish law. You're Jewish laws, sounds, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. right? So, for example, if the baby is in diapers, so you have to make sure the child is clean. Got so it. there are technical laws, <clears throat> which direction, but ideally the mama should find herself a quiet place which okay. is the place where she prays every day in that same place okay. and says her daily prayers. Okay, those are great guidelines to know about. I'm just also wondering, are we supposed to have intense concentration when we pray? Like, I'm just wondering if you have any tips for busy moms or, or busy anybody who, who may be uh, concentration challenged. Uh, Here's the big rule. Yeah. Less is more. Okay. The less you say, the more powerful it is. Don't try and finish everything. Focus on what I call the big three, the morning blessings, okay. the Shema, mm -hmm. and the Shema Nasser, which is the formal 19 prayers you say when you take your three steps. Mm -hmm. Try and understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Give it your best shot from the bottom of your heart. Mm -hmm. It's best to say a little bit with a lot of intent than a lot without. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do should be a expression from the heart. Okay. Now, that Amidah prayer, the Shema Nasre, it's, uh, it's something that really... I my understanding is nothing can interrupt that no matter what's going on in the background right Correct. so I remember when my own kids were teeny tiny the idea of I mean they don't do this now but the, the tugging on mommy's skirt right mommy just can't interrupt uh, 
interrupt that. So let's be honest. Real moms in the real world, they do the best they can. Mm -hmm. Baby's tugging. You pick up the baby, even though it's not ideal. You go shush if it's not ideal. Uh, You move to another room if it's not ideal. You call to another child to take care of a kid if it's not ideal. You try and figure it out in Mm -hmm. a way that you can actually get your prayers across without at the expense of the child's feelings. Remember, the kid has to learn as well that tefillah is something that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's very, very calming and reassuring to know that because uh, so many of us uh, do pressure ourselves. It's got to be perfect because after all, this is God that we're talking to. Pressure is never a good thing for a Jewish woman. <laughs> I understand. Uh, one of the this was brought to you by my wife. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, one of the things we also do at home because there, we just have, a lot of people have nearly all of their meals at home is the after blessing, right? So any, um, any thoughts on that, whether it's the, the after blessing on something simple or something that, uh, contains wheat or, or an actual meal with bread, uh, this is, this must be something that makes the home a holier place. Correct. First of all, just a quick note. Yes. Blessings is not prayer. Prayer is asking for things. Ah, Blessing is really thanking Hashem. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to teach a child appreciation. And at the beginning, it's beautiful to sing the after blessings Mm. the kids learn the songs but at some point we need to upgrade them so they realize they're saying and thanking Hashem for that the food that we have is beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's a pleasure to eat and everyone gets exactly what they need so a little bit you should train your children not just to say the words but to understand why it's relevant to their lives so nice great I really appreciate these insights and all this information about uh, praying at home thank you for stopping by it's a pleasure to be here Thank you so much. There's a lot of information about prayer, whether it's praying at home or wherever you go about your day. Check it out on H.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.